Hello, church leaders and friends, and welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast. This podcast is just one more resource in our support hub for those of you who are looking to guide your church to better health and growth. We are your hosts, Carrie and Becky Holton. Hello, everyone. And honey, before we get in today's fresh content, can we just take a moment to ask our listeners to celebrate with us? Because listeners, are you ready for it? This is episode number 150 of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, and we think that is worthy of celebration. Yeah, we do. And we uh, were recently notified, too, by our podcast host that we have surpassed 10,000 that is 10 comma all-time downloads. And we want to thank you listeners for helping us reach this milestone, for listening, partnering with us, and just we wanted you to celebrate with us today. We thought that was pretty good how God has blessed us. Hey, 10,000 all-time downloads. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. That's and, and you're right. We do appreciate the listeners who made this possible. We, we appreciate their listening and their encouragement for sure. Well, and this is not about Hollywood political garbage and stuff. There are 10,000 10, times people have said, I want to learn more about how to help my church grow. Good. And that's mm-hmm. pretty special. And we're just really, really grateful for those of you that are listening and communicating with us and just partnering with us in yes. this in this whole endeavor to help the kingdom of God grow by helping leaders be stronger. That's right. Well said. Okay. Well, today's episode, let's talk about that. It's number five in our series, Finding Your Purpose in the Body of Christ. Now, in recent episodes, we've spoken of the importance of every member of the body of Christ finding their role in the body. Mm -hmm. Yes, like the human body, every member of the body of Christ, the church has a role to play and a function to perform, and the body is really and truly going to suffer when members of the body are not fulfilling their role. Yes, yes, so true. We've also said that we believe one of the very first steps to finding one's purpose in the church is to identify one's gift or gifts. And by the way, every member of the body of Christ has been gifted. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And in our most recent podcast, we offered some suggestions on how one might identify their gifts or their calling. Yeah, well, we want to return to the idea of how to assess one's gifts in another episode. But in this episode, we want to discuss some of the common barriers that prevent members of the body from using their gifts. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm really glad we're going to talk about barriers because it's a significant issue, I think. And we began this series by talking about the struggle that many churches have to attract and keep volunteers. In fact, studies show that volunteerism in many churches is on the decline. And in some churches, it's pretty severe. True. Some churches are finding it extremely difficult to attract people to serve. So one of the reasons for this podcast series is to help church leaders encourage more of their members to serve, to find their place in the Lord's service. After all, that's about spiritual growth, hey, too. Hey, helping people use their spiritual gifts, helping people to find their place of service, we think these are important, and I'm really? sure our listeners feel the same way. Yeah, it's so important. Actually, it should be a core part of every path to mm-hmm. spiritual growth, mm-hmm. don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, just like Bible teaching, And just like connecting with other followers of Jesus in a group or class, 
Helping people find their role in the body of Christ is a step that will help them to grow to spiritual maturity. In fact, we didn't add this, but this is this could be a barrier, is that people don't realize this is not just getting a warm body to do something. This is about them growing in Christ right. by doing something. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the barriers and mistakes that we see when it comes to volunteer engagement. You know, just trying to get people to sign up or say yes, or just to do more than just sit on a pew. Sure. So let's talk about some of these common barriers okay. we see frequently. Yeah, here's the first mistake that we want to mention. We don't take time to explain why we are asking people to serve. Absolutely true. Now, what is the why? What is the why? That's very important to nail down Mm -hmm. and keep before people. Just asking someone to staff a nursery and babysit the little ones, just asking someone to greet guests on Sunday morning or teach a Bible class just isn't enough. It's really not. No. People want to be a part of something big. They want to know that their time and energy and commitment is advancing the kingdom, that it's contributing to a higher purpose. Absolutely could not agree more. Volunteers need to be reminded constantly how what they're doing is helping make and grow followers of Jesus. It is not just changing a dirty diaper. (laughs) It is really about spiritual health and growth. Yet church leaders are often so overwhelmed with tasks and many responsibilities and trying to get bodies in where they're supposed to be that they forget to teach people why they're doing what they are doing. Yeah. They just really don't have the time or forget how people need that reminder that this is eternal, sacred work. Yes. So take the time to explain the why. Mm -hmm. Honey, why don't you share with us another common barrier? Okay. Another mistake we make is that we don't provide volunteers the opportunity to build community, Mm. which is one we really don't think about very often. Okay. Now, uh, that's intriguing. I think it would be helpful if you would explain that for us. Okay. Well, let's start by saying that people are longing for community more Mm. today than ever before. When you say that, yes. despite social media and busy personal and ministry calendars, people want more than a like or a thumbs up emoji. In fact, people are lonelier than they have ever been mm-hmm. in their lives mm-hmm. or in recent generations, just lonely. So let's give volunteers the opportunity to be part of a team, a community, a place where they can serve on a team alongside others. Giving someone a role to fill or a job to do may keep them showing up for a month or two, but engage that same person with a real community, and that same person may serve for the long haul. Why? Because he or she knows they're not alone. In fact, if they don't show up, the team will suffer. There'll be a hole. They're part of a team of volunteers who are working alongside each other and together, and it makes a tremendous amount of difference. I like that. You know, just to add to what you are saying here, when we ask people in the church to serve in a special role or accept a certain job, let's highlight, as you've said, let's highlight the fact that they will become part of a team of servants. Mm -hmm. For -hmm. example, we need another person to join our team that prepares communion, or we are asking you to join our team of Sunday morning Bible class teachers. In other words, we are inviting you to join a team that is responsible for a certain task or job. We are not asking you to do this all by yourself. 
till the Lord returns. Right. <laughs> Which is often the way it is. It's just left out there. Like you have to do that till you wheel yourself to a nursing home. Yeah. I wonder how many people refuse to accept a certain job because it doesn't have an end date because they think they'll be stuck with the job from now until the Lord, the Lord returns, as you said. Well, we have discovered that in asking small group leaders to serve because they thought they were going to serve from to infinity and beyond. Yeah, right. And so uh, I think, yeah, giving some kind of a, having them be a part of a team and that they don't have to do it all by themselves Good. is just, it's so important. Well, hon, give us another mistake we make when it comes to volunteer engagement. Okay. We make it hard to get started. Okay. We make it hard to get started. What do you mean by that? Well, what is our normal practice when someone says that they are interested in filling some role in the church? Where do we go from there? Do we make it easy for a volunteer to get started on a project, role, or job? In most churches, or at least in our experience, probably not. Probably not. What we likely should have at the ready is some kind of explanation of the role, a job description, if you will. We probably ought to communicate some idea of the time commitment that will be involved, what support will be available, and helpful advice and encouragement from those who've done the job before. Mm -hmm. So we recommend having a go-to place that is always up-to-date on volunteer opportunities. Now, that go-to place may be your church's website, or it may be a prominent spot in your church building where people congregate. Mm -hmm. Or both. Or both. (laughs) Yeah. I I think the central hub should be a place where potential volunteers are able to see the jobs and roles that are available. Kind of like a list of jobs that an employment agency might make available to those who are looking for work. Such a list could communicate current, current needs, ongoing responsibilities. It could include a breakdown of responsibilities, time commitment, and even ministry leaders that they could contact who could give them more information. Mm-hmm. If this spot had, you know, if this particular hub or spot has a person staffing a table or a counter, we really would want that person to be a passionate ambassador for the church's mission, vision, and values. He or she needs to be able to easily communicate to potential volunteers how each opportunity to serve connects to the church's mission and purpose. It just really get excited with them about what they might be able to do and that they will have support and help not be left out flapping in the breeze to do something dumb. Good. And by the way, if this list of role or job opportunities that you're talking about is on your website, church leaders, make the vision of the church front and center. Absolutely. And consider including videos from volunteers in different ministries that provide potential volunteers with an idea of what it's like to serve in Mm -hmm. that area. Mm -hmm. So in general, just make signing up for a job easy. And by the way, by the way, make sure you guarantee every inquiry into a volunteer role will receive a prompt response. Oh, my word. Yes. That's important. (laughs) Haven't we all been part of churches that invited members to fill out an involvement form? But when that form was completed, not one got back. No one got back with the volunteer, or at least in a timely fashion. It was like, 
what was affectionately called was the involvement form black hole. You fill <laughs> it out, and maybe when you're cleaning out an office 20 years later, you find them in the back of somebody's desk drawer. Yeah, right. It's very demeaning when that right. happens and makes people not even interested. So, Okay, honey, I think we're on a roll. Let's, okay. let's, let's have barrier or mistake number four. Share All that right. with us. All right. Mistake number four is that we don't clearly communicate the details. You mean, you mean the details? No, the details. Details. Where did you come from? Your resources and your details. It's details and research and resources. Anyway, that's beside the point. You might need to repeat that uh, that particular common barrier. Okay. Sorry to mistake number four. Give you that detour. <laughs> is that we don't clearly communicate details. Right. There you go. Dimmed our details. There you go. <laughs> New. Now I can't do this in a, with this. Okay, I'm good now. New potential volunteer servants, you know, especially those that are new to the faith, they're new Christians, you know, if they have the enough courage to volunteer for something, um, they need to know because they don't have any way to estimate how much time it's going to take, say, to be a greeter for the Sunday morning worship service or twice a month nursery volunteer. They don't know how much time. They don't have any way of knowing. They don't know maybe the systems of the church for scheduling or even if you have a system for scheduling. And they don't know if if you would rather they not serve at all if they can't commit to being there once or twice a month because you travel for work or something. And, and you know, on top of that, it might be easier for them just to say no rather than to say, well, I can't always be there, or they ask questions because that looks like they may not be too dedicated, and here they are, you know. A new Christian. If you want people to do a job, they just really need to clearly understand the expectations and requirements and all them their details. Pull back the veil and show people what it's like before you ask them to do something. Ask them to get involved. Right. And that they're not going to grow a detail. <laughs> you terrible. <laughs> well, honey, why don't we add here too that one of the details that we should mention up front. <laughs> to potential volunteers is an end date to the job. Yes. We've already talked about this or referred to it very briefly. For example, you might say, we are asking you to serve on the team of greeters for 2023. Your responsibilities will end at year end. Now, you may want to re-enlist for another term, but for now, you are only agreeing to serve in this role for one year. I really like that. Make it clear to a potential volunteer how long they're agreeing to serve in a specific role. And like we said, it's not until the Lord returns. It's it. There is a specific end date. Good. So, hon, what is the next barrier? Number All right, five. Number five. Barrier number five to greater volunteer engagement. We don't value our volunteers. Yes. You think that's true, do oh, you? Oh, my goodness, yeah. yes. We don't value our volunteers. Now, with this barrier, we are returning what we said earlier in earlier episodes in this series. The fact of the matter is that the church is the body of Christ. And like, the, like a human body, every member of a human body is important. Every member of the body of Christ is important. Mm-hmm. It takes all of us with all of our gifts our time, our passion, to spread the message of Christ. It takes all of us using our gifts for the church, for any church, to flourish and grow. So do your volunteers understand that you appreciate their decision to serve alongside you? 
Of course, no church can afford to pay their volunteer teams what they are worth. But valuing volunteers isn't as costly as we may think. Communication of thanks to volunteers should be frequent and thoughtful, and it probably should not just be a thank you email every year, for example. If that often. Yeah. 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 I think helping people remember how special they are and how needed they are and that God is using their lives and service to accomplish an amazing purpose, well, that's more valuable than any paycheck. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Absolutely more valuable. And I, I think it may very well be true that by our lack of gratitude and our failure to express our appreciation to people, it might be easy for them to get the idea that they're just not valued as a volunteer and what they're doing doesn't, it just doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I think this is a little sidebar, but you know, in God's church, we should be some of the most grateful and thankful people, not just to God, but to each other as well. And boy, that goes a long way when you ask people to serve. That's biblical for sure. Absolutely. Thanksgiving. So let's review these barriers or mistakes before we close out our episode. So church leaders, if you want to recruit or engage more volunteers, if you want to encourage more people to use their gifts in the church, here are the five things that we've talked about and the five things that uh, we have encouraged that we are encouraging you to do. Number one, number number one, one, explain why you are asking them to serve. Explain the why. Yes. Number two, provide volunteers opportunity to build community. Explain that they will be joining a team, that they're just not going to be doing this all by themselves. Good. Number three, make it easy to get started. Mm -hmm. Give a lot of thought to your volunteer onboarding process. Right. Number four, clearly communicate the specifics of the job, including expectations and responsibilities. Let them know what they're getting into. Good. And number five, value your volunteers. Mm -hmm. Express your gratitude and appreciation often for them and for their service. Well, listeners, that will do it for this episode, which again is number 150. We will plan to return next week to talk about some specific tips for recruiting more volunteers. And until next time, please remember that we're here to support you. If you are looking for help to guide you and your church to better health and growth, we are just an email away. Please contact us, and here is our email address. Hello at EffectiveChurchLeaders.com Again, hello at EffectiveChurchLeaders.com Take care.